Ladies and gentlemen, get ready to rumble in one corner. We've got property. And in the other corner, we've got stocks. Stay tuned for the battle. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Morning Minutes. Myself, Michael Bergio, Mark Novak, episode 388. Ooh, lucky 88. Stocks versus property. Um, I think it's always top of people's mind, especially people who may haven't sort of committed like property is my way to go. I think sometimes early investors um, who are looking, who've saved up some money, got some cash, and they're like, what do I do? Do, do I do, so maybe, yeah, save for 10, 15 years, like, do I go down and buy a property? Do I go put it all in shares and stocks? I hear things do good there. Property, is it going to, like, I think it's a very common mental debate by people who have, and obviously a lot of the time they speak to an agent, and an agent just shits on property, uh, shits on shares and says property is your way. And then they speak to a buddy and they're like, I made a fortune through Tesla. Property sucks. It's going yeah. to burst, all that. And I, I think um, it's very hard to get a sort of median view. It's always pretty biased. We're obviously going to be biased property. <laughs> just kidding. We're going to try and give a nice little um, holistic, holistic view, some benefits. Um, to negatives and what we've done and what we see people do. Good morning, Mark. G'day, buddy. Yeah, look, it's, I think um, we will get to the scientific answer um, in a couple of minutes and there is a scientific answer and there's an emotional answer and then there's probably another answer which is um, what you like. You know what I mean? Your, your mojo answer as well uh, says three different ones. Let's first talk about um, good old-fashioned stocks and buying stuff there. Now, what I've actually noticed is, and, and this is, and look, we're not giving advice yet on um, uh, on on the stock market, not our business. But this is some views that we sort of formed over a lot of time, and we've seen people buying and selling uh, property and stocks and comments they've made and sharing them back to you guys today. So we're an agency of 50 staff. We got exposed to a lot of people coming and going. So, you know, we're a bit of a sounding board for people. Now, with something that I've noticed with stocks, now, by the way, I'm probably quite opposite bashing stocks today. So down, I'm not going to do what most people would expect. Mm. But first of all, Michael, uh, something that I love about stocks is I'm passionate about Tesla. Okay, I'm not, I'm not a holder of Tesla stocks, by the way, but I'm passionate about Tesla. I think they are the way to go. And I think investing and putting my money behind my brain space is actually a really healthy thing to do. I can research it and feel that I'm actually part of that business. I 100% agree. agree with that. It's almost like you're voting with your money, the support. You love what they're doing. You want to encourage it. You know money will... will Money, it's almost like, it's like a politician. You, your vote is your to yeah. approve, keep them going. But in a, your in a vote company, of confidence. Yeah, in company, actually money is your vote because obviously they need money to run, especially places where they're constantly uh, inventing. That, like, 
that um that inventing process is very expensive and a lot of companies can't get off the ground or great ideas because they don't have the money so oh, i 100% agree with your one that emotional almost like the virtual signature connecting virtual, connecting, sort of yeah. connecting with that connecting with that business and feeling like you're you're part of their fabric and part of their dna by making a vote of confidence or making it which is an investment in that company that's fun um another thing that i um when, when we look at stocks versus property um with stocks you can actually put in a little bit yeah so let's talk about that you can you know if you want to put a thousand bucks in you can because, Mark, some people don't, especially more your generation and older, it's sort of, which is a better way than probably my generation, people don't like debt. If you don't have $1,000, you don't spend 2000 You spend a little bit less. So stocks is a way that you can bet with the money you have. Like it's almost quite foreign, the property market with debt and mortgages. Like if you said to even like my grandparents and their parents, like, Hey, if you got a little money, I'm going to give you a lot of money and you're just going to have a lot of debt. Like it probably wouldn't have flown as much. So property uh, stock is good. You bet what you have. And, you know, it's nice that um, because it's just sitting in a savings account. It's just so boring. Yeah. Yep. No, there's no minimum. What's another one? Get out of it and into it easy. It's a big negative cost. All right, so stocks, you know, you get in there, you, you love it. A little bit different to property. Property, you're uh, you're up for stamp duty for $20,000 and 500K, which is probably your entry level for the some, some, most suburbs of Sydney getting to be now. And to get out, you're going to have to pay an agent fee, so it's quite high on costs. They're expensive. <laughs> Super. Uh, so, and when I said just with the exit cost of stocks, sometimes – that's the negative and also the benefit. But also a good thing is you can have pretty big gains as well. Like you're with property, it's bigger. very consistent. Yeah. yeah, it's bigger. You could put a thousand dollars in and that could turn to a hundred grand. It can, it's happened. There's, especially if you feel like you're behind something new, um, you may almost have the inside baseball because you work in technology and you've heard of this other company and you're hearing it first and you put the that like there's that chance but there's also a lot that don't make it so i think your highs are higher and you have a lot more lows with stock so there's a bigger variance which some people are chasing some people don't are not looking for the consistent growth they're like i want to put a thousand dollars in 20 companies each and let's see which one pops and if one pops i'll make a hundred grand and if the other 19 fail that's okay so it's Whatever you're passionate about. Now, something I feel passionate about when it comes to property. Uh, good morning, Emma, Luke, Tony. How are you, legends? Um, Tony's got a good uh, Luke's got a good comment there yeah. as well on address. But something I like about property is it's it's a lot more relatable. Um, you can drive past it, you can kick it, you can see it, you can polish it. Um, and what touch actually it. happens is, is touch it, feel it. Um, have a conversation with family about it, but it's also much easier to gear. So, and the reason I say that is, if you're, if you've got fifty thousand in savings as a first home buyer, you can buy five hundred thousand dollars of property. If you've got fifty thousand in savings in stock, 
it's a lot harder to get gearing and loans and stuff like that on that stock. And if anything, there's going to be questions around the stock that you're buying. Now, banks really don't care what part of Sydney you're going to be buying in. Uh, and banks will actually lend a multiple of, what's that, a multiple of 20 um, on your on your money. So that's something to consider that if your stock, if your stock doubles, if your 50 grand goes to 100 grand, you're a hero. But that 50 grand pretty easily goes to 100 grand when it's injected in a $500,000 property. Yeah, it's, it's very true. And I think even with property, when you're, let's say, even when you've lost, you still have leverage with through tax. Like if you've got to repaint carpet, like the expenses, you can even leverage that. But with shares, when you've sort of lost, it's sort of or losing. It's it's not the same as well. Uh, main, maintaining a property is more expensive than maintaining a share. Yep. Um, so, you know, often you can't get fully frank dividends, which is tax already paid. Um, and often you've got to do, you've got tenant moving out, you've got agent management fees, you've got costs. So a yep. stock's pretty lean to run, yes. pretty lean cost-wise per annum to run. I also like with property, you can really do your own homework. Like this is more geared to your average person who's maybe not in the finance, who knows businesses like the back of the hand. You can be a pretty amateur investor or a beginning investor look at a property and then look at the last 10 sales and really get a good feel of what's right for you, what's a good buy, um, look at the past growth. But for someone who doesn't know much or about companies and isn't not really supporting a company because of what they do, it's pretty hard to know if you're backing the right horse. Like you can come to DY and go, that house is good, that's a good product, that does well. But if you just go the Fortune 500 or the Fortune top thousand companies, how do you know which one to do? You And how are you going to understand all their statements? It's it's a big minefield. So I think you can, if, you're, if you've got your 50 grand savings, it could be a little bit, a lot more riskier unless you have some inside like extended knowledge to try the stock market compared to you could so with property you can always buy the worst property on the market and just hold it and everything will be okay like if you take any snapshot in the period of five years five years five years in the last 20 years for a property in a suburb you've still done well and you've got all the leverage and depreciation and expenses in the past but look at a company mark that has not done well in a five-year period, then some of them are not there. So that 50 grand is gone. So I think your risk, yeah, which, is, your risk is a lot lower yeah. with property. Through that? It, absolutely. Now, Tony's made a comment. Uh, control is the key. You have a better chance with property than the stock market. It's one big casino. Banks don't put money. So on the back of what you're saying, Tony, um, is probably my biggest point biggest negative and biggest positive the biggest positive or biggest positive biggest positive i should say the biggest positive is that stocks perform better stocks perform better than property as a whole right so as i said at the beginning of the show i was going to answer it scientifically and scientifically the answer is that i'll say it again stocks perform better than property 
Now, here's where it comes undone. And this is the big power punch for property. The big power punch for property is, have you ever heard a 17-year-old or a 19-year-old or a 27-year-old or a 30-year-old say that I'm saving for a stock? Mm. It does not happen. It is foreign. It just doesn't happen. The everyday conversation, I'm not going to go out in it because I'm saving for a property. It's forced savings. Uh, Property actually grows a beautiful habitual uh, or a beautiful nature or a beautiful way where people can actually save regularly for it and towards it. Stocks won't, stocks can do that, but the nature of people don't do that. So if you remember at the beginning of the show, I said, we've got to look at what actually sits with you, what resonates with you it really resonates when i'm sweating my balls off saving for my property and i go home to that property and i and i have a beer on the balcony that resonates with me so that forced saving it's habit upon good habit upon good habit it's very hard to maintain i'd say it's very hard and almost impossible to maintain that habit of consistently saving for a stock, which is that slide that we, we uh, I sent over Michael, you know, from um, that's in Telegram there from old mate, what's his name? The oh, yeah. Let me share it. Here it is. I love this. And just to say, while I bring this up, just with what Luke's saying, um, property educa- education is not that simple. And I totally agree with you. I've been almost in the industry for 10 years, Mark 2030, and we're always continuing to learn. But for your average Joe whose career is outside of prop, out of property, if you've only got a week to educate yourself, you would do you would learn a lot more being able to dive yourself into a, a property market to, or a suburb to narrow in if it's a good investment rather than starting at which a company companies. Here you go, Mark. Do you want to read it? Can you blow it up a little bit? Yay! Okay. So there you go, guys. That's exactly that's a really good snapshot of what I've just uh, of what I've spoken about. Part of what I've just spoken about as well. The stock market is wonderfully efficient mechanism for transferring wealth from impatient to patient. Right. So, on both property and both stocks, this is it's a transfer of wealth, and the impatient make less, and the patient make more. That's probably one of the most common controls across both of those stock and property. Well, this is a good one, Mark. Just pan- when you panic and your emotions get the yeah. they get the better of you, patient. It, yep. You could be in a stock for a few years. You panic because of external influences, and you sell, and then you make it because you can sell with a click of a button. It doesn't cost you much. Perfect example is COVID nineteen. Yeah, Look good how point. many people. Look at this. Look how many people panic sold Good their point. stocks uh, in, say, Four February. Properties. Yeah, in February, and now stocks have gone back up and they've lost. They're buying in a lower price. Now, look at property. Yeah, look at property. There were some good buyers of people already on the market, but we didn't see a lot of people panic selling, and thank God they didn't oh, really? because the market in 12 months in Bayview has gone up 27%. So, so it just shows that risk i feel is a lot lower in stock in property 
yes, the gains can be much higher, but we're not all a Warren Buffett or a, a savant. So. We're not. And just on the back of what of what um, Luke was saying about property education, um, it it's you don't have to be a rocket scientist to actually do okay in in property. I, I think it's important when you're comparing property to stocks. <clears throat> I think your skill level has to be a lot higher. Your your basic skill level has to be a lot higher if you're going into the stock market um, to research it across the board than the property market. And I know that, um, uh, Luke, you're operating a lot in Queensland where um, I'm talking – our experience is primarily northern beaches in Sydney. And when you're looking at those Sydney and um, – uh, markets across Sydney, and you're looking at about about the growth of these suburbs have had over a 10, 20, and 30 year period. Um, need to be a rocket scientist. You can see that they're doubling, and you can see that they're doubling every single 10 years. A matter of fact, we were sitting at about 72%, and now I'm starting to see 82% the last 10 years. We're actually probably behind the eight ball. So until I've seen the 82% go to 100%, that's double in 10 years. That's normal. And that's in line with what Westpac and a few other companies have come out with. So it's not a coincidence that everyone's f forecasting 20% growth for the next two years when we're sitting at 80%. That makes you double. But that's a wrap. Um, new word. Can I, I just want to start a little session while we're doing this. You know, you just said coincidences. Coincidences? Yeah, coincidences. Oh, we're going to have a new session called new word. New so word. When, you, when you come up with a new word, we're going to stamp it. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Alrighty guys, thank you everyone for watching. Cheers. <laughs>